Welcome to Accent of Women, a show by and about women from diverse cultures in Australia and around the world, and their struggles for social justice. I'm Lourdes Garcia Larque. Thanks for tuning in and listening to Accent of Women. Today's show is dedicated to the one-year anniversary of the Massacre of Iguala in the south of Mexico on the night of September 26, 2014. During this event, six people were killed by police forces, including three students. One of them appeared hours later with the skin removed from his face. On that night, 43 student teachers were kidnapped by state forces. One year on, the case of the 43 students has become an emblematic case of state repression and impunity, and an example of the close links between criminal organizations and state forces. The case of the 43 students from Ayotzinapa is also an example of the resistance, the solidarity, and the resilience of the Mexican people standing up for justice. On today's show, we will discuss about the most recent report, Informe Ayotzinapa, produced by an independent expert interdisciplinary group, GIE, for its Spanish acronym. We are going to hear some reflections on the report and the journey of struggle and resistance led by the relatives of the disappeared students. We will hear the voices of two of the mothers of the Ayotzinapa students. They are Berta Nava, mother of Julio Cesar Ramirez Nava, one of the students killed during the police attacks of the night of September 26, and Hilda Legideño, mother of Jorge Antonio Tizapa Legideño, one of the 43 disappeared students, here on Accent of Women. On September 26, 2014, in the town of Iguala, Guerrero, in the south of Mexico, six people were killed, including three student teachers, and 43 were disappeared. The assaults, ordered by the town's mayor, were later followed by several attacks by the state and federal police, and cited, but not interrupted, by the army. This was a total of nine attacks. Such attacks resulted in over 180 people directly affected, including the people killed and disappeared, and dozens of people injured, ending up in hospital, one in coma, one with several amputations. None of the injured were police or army personnel. The students that were attacked were student teachers from the Rural Teacher Training College, Raúl Isidro Burgos, of Ayotzinapa, an institution that trains school teachers that come from poor, mainly indigenous children of peasants and laborer families. Since the disappearance of the 43 students, the government has insisted they are dead. However, they had been unable to show any convincing and irrefutable evidence of that. It has been said that students were born in a rubbish tip, but that historic truth the government has defended has been challenged by numerous experts, including a highly respected Argentinian forensic team and a Peruvian fire expert, Jose Luis Torero, from the School of Civil Engineering in the University of Queensland, amongst others. For months, the families had been given bodies and bones of people other than their children. But genetic studies have proven those bodies are not their children. Still unconvinced about that truth, the relatives and friends of the four disappeared students continue their search, uncovering at every step 
the rotten system underneath the so-called Mexican democracy. In these 12 months, in their search for the truth and justice, many things have changed in the way we see Mexico today. And many things have changed in the lives of these families. You are listening to Accent of Women on satellite across Australia. And we will hear the testimony of Hilda Legideño, as she shares with us how her life has changed since her son, Juan Antonio Tizapa, was taken away. Desde el día 26 yo me enteré como a las 10 y media de la noche. Me tuve que trasladar a, a la escuela. Todos los padres fueron llegando a partir de ese día. Unos llegaron el día 26, unos el día 27. Pues a partir de Desde el día septiembre 26, fui informado a las 10.30 p.m. y fui a la escuela. Otros padres empezaron a llegar también. Algunos lo hicieron en esa noche, algunos en el 27th. Desde ese día... What we have done as parents is to reach for our children. We went straight to the city of Iguala, and we went looking for them in the prison cells, in the hospitals. We even went to find them at the military barracks. But no, they did not let us in. As a parent, we have been putting forward our demands, looking for our children. We have had conversations with the government, but well, as you know, The government has only lied to us, lie after lie, telling us our children are dead. That's the official government version of the story. Your children are dead. But they have lied to us time after time, so we find it hard to believe them. It has been very difficult for us as a parent. Our lives have completely changed. We have abandoned our homes even our other children, focusing on finding our missing sons. But as parents, we keep firm. We will keep looking for them. The government has been insisting for a long time that our children were burned in rubbish tip. But this lie has been proved not to be true by a specialized interdisciplinary group. But the government wants us to continue, want to continue with the same argument and we will not accept them. We will continue our long journey. It has been almost a year, but we are talking about our children, and for them, we will continue until we find them. If you just tuned in, you are listening to Accent of Women in a special show dedicated to mark the one-year anniversary since the forced disappearance of 43 students from Ayotzinapa, Mexico. One of the most recent reports produced by the government states that there is a matching in the identity of one of the students, 19-year-old Josivani Guerrero. The DNA match that was brought to the media before being informed to the families is not yet confirmed by the team of independent experts following up the case. We'll now listen to the reflections of Berta Nava, 
mother of Julio Cesar Ramírez Nava, one of the students killed during the police attacks of the night of September 26, sharing her journey during the last 12 months, fighting for justice for her son. Bueno, pues, eh, por lo, pues, lo de los muchachitos, pues, estamos en busca de la verdad, eh, lo cual el gobierno, pues, no, no lo entiendo, no lo quiere entender. Well, we are still trying to find out what really happened that day. There is something that the government doesn't understand or doesn't want to understand, or perhaps doesn't want to accept, based on their own explanation about what happened that day. Now, with the results that experts have offered in recent days about this case, it is becoming very clear that the government version of what happened is not true. Or at least the atrocity didn't take place what the government said. They are giving us the bodies bone by bone. It is unfair. Almost one year after the event, the government gave us another bone that is apparently for another boy. The truth is they are not 100% sure. They are 72% sure that maybe this one belongs to this other boy. Why do they need to keep hurting those 43 families? Can you imagine how harmful is every time that they say something like this? But we are strong, and, we doesn't, and it doesn't matter how difficult it is. We still keep fighting. The authorities shouldn't claim to have the truth if they are not 100% sure. We trust the team of experts from the Inter-American Commission of Human Rights and in the Argentinian experts. If the Argentinian team can prove that that bond belongs to the boy that the authorities are claiming, then we are going to believe that version. And if finally that version is true, the next question is, where the bodies were incinerated? Because there, where the government says, there is no evidence that the atrocity took place. We think that if the boys were incinerated, it took place in a military base. But we believe that the students are still alive. That's why we say to the government that we are not going to accept their version of what happened. We truly believe that the students are alive. Otherwise, why is the government offering money to the families? There are three families that have been offering one to two million pesos for what happened. Someone's life doesn't have a price. That is why we keep fighting. We keep demanding of the government, but the authorities are stubborn. The government keeps attacking us every time we go out to protest. Today, for example, we try to take the roads and they stop us. They immediately send the police force. How is it possible that they have enough, enough police to stop us when what we really need is to keep looking for the missing students? We know that the organized crime gangs don't have the students. If they did have the students, they could have already asked for a ransom. And I know lots of people could support us to bring the guys home. Many people will support us with money. Me parece que hay como dos, eh, bueno, búsquedas muy importantes. Una es la búsqueda de la claro. verdad, que el, que el gobierno se niega uh -huh. a decir que, que hay 
no solamente me mentiras, sino mentiras muy irregulares. Take so your word, señora Berta. There is first the search for the truth. To know what happened on that night. Why did that happen? And where are the disappeared young men? But there is also the search for justice. If the truth is found, what do you want to see to achieve justice? We want the 43 students alive. We don't accept the idea that they were massacred, that they were killed that day. day. That day was raining. How would they send them on fire? How is this possible? We think that this, this can only be possible in a military base. We want and we ask of the president to open the military base at Iguala. Why they don't want to open that military base? Why? Sí, que eso ustedes lo pidieron hace mucho tiempo. Well, yes, you have asked many times for those barracks to be open, for the relatives to inspect them. Yes, and the authorities keep saying that it's not possible. No one can get inside those bases. However, the authorities can subpoena the surviving students any time that they want. The authorities can trade them to students, telling them to stop the protest. Why they can't do that? And we cannot claim to open the military bases. Why it is not possible? So we don't have any rights. One of the very important findings of the Informe Ayotzinapa, a very extensive research conducted by the Independent Experts Interdisciplinary Group, GAY for its Spanish acronym, asks for the government to follow the lead to the investigative line of drug trafficking. According to the expert group, there is evidence that suggests that at least one of the buses that the students were planning to occupy on that night of the September 26th was carrying opiate drugs. You can access links to the report in Spanish in our Accent of Women page. These are Berta Nava's views on the topic when I asked her about how she has changed as a citizen over the last 12 months. You are listening to Accent of Women on satellite across Australia. Well, before this, we lived in our bubble. We had a normal life until this massacre. After this, we realized that it's not the only us who are suffering. This is happening everywhere, with the indigenous and their land, with our students. There are conflicts everywhere. We elected our president to protect us, to work for us, to help us improve our lives. But we are just realizing that this is not happening. And I'm talking not only about Mexico. This is happening all over the world. People are suffering everywhere. That's happening with our students. High-level authorities are involved in this massacre. Why? 
we can understand the reason. We cannot understand the reason why they kill the students, why they kill two of them, why they injure so many students. And on top of that, they keep treating the students. There are a lot of injustice, and we won't give up. Now, we also know that the buses that the students were traveling in were used to traffic drugs. Where did, where did all those drugs go? I never imagined that Iguala was a town full of criminals, that marijuana was a big thing, and they were trafficking it to Chicago. I couldn't imagine. I never thought that you can deal with this at that sort of level. But the levels of corruption in the government are very high, and it's very easy to work it out. The government must know about this. Otherwise, how can these buses transit all along the national roads without being detected? I assume that there are a lot of dollars in this. Otherwise, the government could have stopped this long time ago. When the authorities declare that they are working against drug cartels, that's not really saying the whole thing. What we want, what we want is the truth. If the government is not involved in this, we want justice. We want our students back and alive because they took them alive and we want them back alive. It's our right. We want the students back in the school to continue their studies. We want the government to stop hurting the families, stop sending trucks. The government knew that the students didn't have guns, but the authorities claimed that the students were planning to attack Iguala. The reality is that there was not a single person injured among the police, while among the students, they were injured and dead. The case of the 43 students from Ayotzinapa, the rural students who were forcibly disappeared by police 12 months ago in the state of Guerrero, in Mexico, and the struggle of their families has become a symbol of fighting for truth and justice. In Mexico, the situation of state violence is severe, and the case of Ayotzinapa students was just the straw that broke the camel's back. Conservative estimates talk about 23,000 people disappeared in Mexico over the last 12 years of the so-called war on drugs, and over 100,000 people that had been killed over that time. The war on drugs has turned out to be a war against people and not against drug cartels. Over the last 12 months, cases of corruption and impunity have been revealed, shocking and drawing the attention of the national and international media. But many concerned people in Mexico and beyond the borders continue their demands for justice. Hilda Legideño and Berta Nava share some last words with us, reflecting on their 12-month-long journey in the search of the children and reflections on the role of solidarity.
Pues más que nada decirle, pues que, que no se deje nadie más de que los estén pisoteando. Porque si nosotros seguimos permitiendo que We want to tell the international community to fight for the rights. This is not only about our children. It can happen to anyone. Uh, and if they need our support, we are here. We are together in this. If they need to fight against the government, we are here to support them. We need to fight until we get the government who protect us, who work for us. There are governments in the world that are led by people. The people control the government, the people create the laws, control the police force, People participate directly with the government, not through the parties. Parties are not dependable anymore. Politicians, the politicians have a great life, while we, our families, our neighbors, sometimes don't have anything to eat. But politicians have a lot of luxuries, and on top of that, they kill us. They disappear us. Why would we want a government like that? What we need is keep it strong together and don't stop till we find the students alive. We need everyone to keep an eye on what happened because this government has decided to do everything they can to bring us down. That's all we want. Thanks to everyone. From the beginning, the government has been lying but the Argentinian forensic team from early on exposed their lies. When they said our children's bodies were in the mass grave, we asked for the support of the expert team, and they took our DNA samples and proved those remains were not our children. If we had accepted their truth, we would, have, we would be at home now. But we did not accept it. We did not believe the official version and that is why we asked for a commission. Just now, the experts have refuted the official version of our children being burnt in the Rubish tip and their attempt to impose what they call the historic truth. But thanks God, we had the support of the expert team, the Argentinian forensic team, and we continue our search. Throughout this year, we came to see the true face of this government as parents the first time we had a meeting with the government, we trusted they would help us find our children. But now we see the reality, and that's why we trust the expert team, the forensic team. They have encouraged us to continue, and we will continue until we find our children. We sincerely thank those groups. They have revealed the truth and unmasked the lies of the government. At the beginning, the government wanted us to believe that it was the organized crime who took our children. But the survivors who managed to escape the attack told us they were taken by municipal police. The latest expert report reveals that there was involvement of local police, state and federal police, military intelligence services. The government insists it was the organized crime. In Guerrero, sadly, we are ruled by the organized crime. Crime and government are the same. It is a narco-government here in Guerrero. Here it is very clear it was the state. It was the government. And that is why we demand they give them back 
and stop criminalizing our children. Stop insisting they were delinquents. They are not. We know the state is investigating us. We don't care. We are clean. We have nothing to fight or be ashamed of. It was the narco government, and we will keep searching until we find them. Marking the one-year anniversary of the massacre of Ayotzinapa, where six people were extrajudicially killed by police and 43 students were forcibly disappeared by state forces in Ayotzinapa, we heard from Berta Nava, mother of Julio Cesar Ramirez Nava, one of the students killed during the police attacks of the night of September 26, and Hilda Legideño, mother of Jorge Antonio Tizapa Legideño, one of the 43 disappeared students. If you are in Melbourne on Saturday, September 26, come along to the Australian premiere of the documentary Ayotzinapa, Chronicle of a State Crime, a new documentary on the forced disappearance of 43 Mexican students. The event is on September 26, 6.30 p.m. at the new building of the RMIT University campus, Building 80, Room 20 Theatre. Entry is by the suggested donation of $10. You can find more information on the topic and on the event on the information section of this week's show on the 3CR's website. You can also find more information about the topic and events across Australia on the Facebook group Australia in Action for Ayotzinapa. I thank Itzel Vargas and Silvia Rosas for helping out with the translations and lending their voices for this week's show. I also thank Mexican Community Radio Que Huelga. And this is all we have time for on today's Accent of Women. To listen to this show again, or any of our other programs, including other shows related to the topic of Ayotzinapa, you can download the podcasts from the 3CR website, www.3cr.org.au. And that's with the digit 3 and not spelled out in letters. Go to the Accent of Women page and follow the links to this week's show. Accent of Women is produced in the Melbourne studios of Community Radio 3CR with the financial assistance of the Community Broadcasting Foundation. The show is distributed nationally via the Community Radio Network with special thanks to the Community Broadcasting Association of Australia. If you would like to get in touch with the producers of the show, you can write to us at accentofwomen at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter or like our page on Facebook. Thanks for tuning into the show today. I'm Lourdes Garcia Larque, and I look forward to your company again in our next program. <laughs>